Hey Teacups, welcome to another episode of Tea with Teach. This is actually episode four of season two. And I wanted to shed some light on mental health. Um, We're walking amongst a lot of different energies, a lot of different personalities, and a lot of people that may need some help right now. We don't even realize it. Matter of fact, they may not even realize it from the people you work with, the people you may bump into at the gym, the people that you may walk side by side in a shopping center, people that may be standing next to you at the checkout, okay? Um, It's evident that there's a lot of things going on just when you look at the news. A lot of people are unhinged. A lot of people literally just need help. You know, it may be Um, a thing where it's hereditary, it's their genes, or it could be substance abuse. It could be a number of factors, depression. It could be a recent, um, a recent loss. It could be grief. It could be anything that's triggering this mental disorder. You know, um, a lot of us have relatives that either have schizophrenia, they're bipolar, um, you know, they may have severe anxiety, anything under the sun. And to be aware of that, you know, is very important. And especially for the person that is dealing with it, you know, it could cause a lot of different things to go on. Um, The emotional aspect of it It could cause for people to get hurt. It could cause for people to hurt themselves. So taking heed to that is important. And especially living in today's time, mental health as we know it is gone. There's not a lot of people walking around with a normal state of mental health. And I know that for a fact because I mentioned earlier on some time ago in one of my videos that I work with somebody that's definitely suffering in silence. I don't think she realizes it, but every day is something different. Every day is something different, whether it's her personality changes, her mood disorder, the things that come out of her mouth, these fabrications that she seems to group and gather in her head that she speaks out and spreads among the office baby it's a real thing and it's so draining you know um it can be really draining at work because you work with these people eight hours a day sometimes longer you know um it's scary because you just don't know what people are capable of. You know what I mean? So if you see something, say something, not necessarily approach the person and say, hey, are you crazy? Is something going on with you? But really, you know, pay attention to the signs. And if you see that something is severely wrong, or if you feel like it's a it, it's a safety issue, you know, go through the proper channels to see if something's really going on for sure. And, you know, just try to easily direct the person to help, 
because literally every time we turn the news on, I ask myself, how the hell did that happen? Why she do that? Why he do that? Girl, shut up. Like the news is so unbelievable and unreal now. I can't, I can't handle it. I don't watch it. And all these things that are transpiring outside of the, the constant killings and things like that, but just the magnitude of things. I I can't, I don't know no more. You know, I'll just say there's not a lot of us moving around with a normal state of mental health. And there's individuals that are supposed to be taking medication that are not taking medication. And I speak about this lightly, but I speak about it seriously because like I said, a lot of us have family members that are suffering, honey. We have friends. We may have a spouse that's suffering. You know what I'm saying? And it takes a toll on you emotionally because you love these people. The people that you don't even know, you know, you're concerned about them, their well-being, their 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 welfare. A lot of these people that we don't even know that you can tell something's going on, you know? So I just wanted to spend some time today talking about mental health because I I don't think people understand how real it is, how serious it is. And it is a thing. Mental health is definitely one of the most neglected disorders. Okay. Um, Most people, like I said, they don't even realize that they are secretly suffering. You know, um, I, I don't know. You know, like I said, there's a lot of people that aren't even aware. But those that are aware that, you know, something's going on, they don't know how to navigate through it. So therefore, they need support. They need love. They need, you know, those stronger people around them to assist them. Whether it's trying to find a counselor or, um, you know, a health clinic nearby that can do an assessment. There's children that are suffering with mental health. You know, um, it's really sad to see. It is sad to see because there's so many people walking around. Um, they just, they're just not right. You know, it's really, really sad. Um, trauma, grief, heartbreak. Like I said, it could be hereditary in their genes depression, loneliness, um, and those are just a few factors, you know? I did find out that there were four types of mental health. Um, Well, when it comes to the disorder aspect, is mood disorders, anxiety disorders, personality disorders, and psychotic disorders. So just like when I was saying, you know, there's individuals that have schizophrenia and things like that, you know, um, my grandmother, she, she's no longer here. She's been gone for some time now, but she suffered from schizophrenia. And as a kid, you know, I didn't understand what that meant. 
I didn't understand what her movements were or the things she was saying. I didn't understand any of that. But I recognized that there was something a little different about her, you know, but I didn't know what it was. Like I said, I was a child. So, um, but just helping people cope, you know, I know that it can be a daily struggle just coping, just finding ways to mentally coexist, you know, um, I don't know. I just think that those that are suffering that do realize it, talking to a therapist regularly, attending self-help meetings, medication, all these things can assist with a higher level of mental normalcy. You know, um, it's just, it's unreal. I woke up this morning and was like, you know, I need to talk about mental health because it's too many things that I know is transpiring just this week alone just this week alone to where I'm just like that can't be real you know like I need answers um just incorporating good behavioral health practices that's crucial whether somebody's in the beginning stages or a much higher level you know of a mental disorder um therapists and other types of behavioral professionals can assist, you know, um, I just, I'm just baffled. Like I want to get personal, but I can't get personal, you know, but that's why I'm just heavy on emphasizing some of your loved ones, some of your loved ones, check on them, make sure you check on them. A lot of people just don't know how to process or understand their disorder um just even by taking a look at their emotional responses their stress reactions all these signs let you know what they're posting whoever it is the things that they're posting a lot of times can shift from day to day that's how you know something's going on and this is just based on people you know closely that you can really identify and say Um, something's got to be going on because the comments that this person is throwing out there now, the posts that this person is throwing out there now, something's up. Last week, this person was on completely different time. And now I know that something's up. But check on them, you know. (laughs) Check on them. For real. Um... Even for those living with um, a mental health condition, they should stick with a treatment plan, do research about their disorder, and keep a supportive circle of family, friends, and even try to develop some coping skills. You know, a lot of people aren't aware that they can call a national helpline. Like I said, there are local health clinics in every city, every state that has an open door policy that's willing to talk to you, help you, and guide you through the whole process. Um, I really would like for my teacups to pass this episode along, share this episode. And, you know, if, if someone wants to listen to it over and over, you know, just to try to identify if something's going on with them even, you know. And a lot of us that are just going day to day throughout life. We go to work, we come home, we take care of kids, we 
you know, make sure that we attend to our spouses. We make sure that if other people need from us, we have enough energy to pour into them just to make sure everybody's tip top. But sometimes we got to sit down and reevaluate our mental standpoint at the end of the day. Like, am I okay? Am I, am I still doing good? Because I'm pouring out a lot of energy. I'm pouring out a lot of mental power everywhere else. I need a break. When you need a break, you need to take a seat and chill out because you can also get overly stimulated mentally and you may have a damn breakdown because you're doing so much, you're moving too fast and you have not had a chance to sit down and collect your own mental mental health, your concerns, your like, we got shit that we need to address within ourselves. Like you could, you know, um, you could have inhabited anxiety just by other people's shit. Or it could be, like I said, trauma. You know, um, you may have a loved one that has gone through a traumatic experience that you've witnessed. You know, you may easily be one of the um, one of the ones with P- PTSD. Or like I said, anxiety, or you may have certain triggers now that every time the phone rings and you find out it's a hospital calling, whether it's to confirm your yearly physical, whether um, they're just reaching out for whatever test results, lab results, just to let you know you're doing okay, your blood pressure is low enough, your um, thyroid is decent, like anything that the hospital may call about may put you in that in that mindset like "Uh uh-uh I can't answer it and I am going to get personal what I mean by that is almost 10 years ago my mother had a hemorrhagic stroke and I was actually on my way to work when I got the phone call um you know I didn't really understand what was going on I just knew that she was in ICU and so I rushed to the hospital Um, They allowed me to see her, which was very traumatic for me. Um, She wasn't at the hospital that long when I got there. And for those that don't know, a hemorrhagic stroke is bleeding from the brain. So I don't know what led up to the experience. I heard stories about what could have happened, um, you know, that my mother was complaining about her right side going numb and then she collapsed but then when I get the her reports it's saying that she fell down some stairs and hit her head I'm not really for sure what happened still because my mother's been in a living facility she has aphasia where she cannot speak like we can and yeah she's paralyzed on the right side um and then shortly after that my father had a heart attack this was a completely separate hospital calling me at this point. So at so right now, I was like, uh-uh. Any other hospital calls? No, don't nobody answer. Even if they have the wrong number, don't mess with it. And at this point in time, I still had a landline. I mean, I had a cell phone too, obviously, but I kept a landline just, I mean, because you never know what could happen, but we kept one still. And just seeing hospitals come up, or even on my cell phone, if it looks like 816, 276, or something like that, I would get so shell-shocked. I don't want nobody to answer. 
And then shortly after my dad had a heart attack, fast forward some years, he had a double stroke. Okay, so now St. Luke's is calling. And um, at that point, I was through. I was honestly through because I had to go through the same process with him. I think I was on my way to work again. Actually, no, I was at work. Um, I had heard stories about what transpired again. And um, he had a stroke. And then on the way to the hospital, I guess in the ambulance, he had a second stroke. So going into the hospital again, y'all, um, seeing him in ICU, I have pictures, videos of his progress that obviously I would never share, but that broke me down. So this is the second time I've been asked, you know, if your mother or father doesn't wake up or if they're not at their normal quality of life prior to this stroke, what are you, what are your decisions to do? What? try to save their life. You know what I'm saying? I had the thoughts like, if they're not normal again, if they can't take care of themselves, if they can't do for themselves, you know, um, is life worth living? But then again, these are my parents, you know? So fast forward, you know, I did find that I started developing anxiety. I started developing, um, like I said, PTSD or something to where I could not handle. Like that, those were too many traumatic episodes back to back to back. I couldn't do it. Could not do it. Didn't want to do it. If a hospital called, I swear to you, I went into some kind of panic because I was wondering, is it another family member? Is it my dad again? Is it my mom again? And my dad was in a a nursing home for a little bit, but God prevailed and he's now living on his own. He's able to take care of himself, do his normal day-to-day routine. It's very difficult to understand him, but hey, God is good. You know, both of my parents are still here. Even though mom is in a nursing home and has to have 24-hour care, God is still amazing because those strokes could have taken my parents out. That heart attack my dad had could have taken him out. But God is real. So yes, sometimes moving too fast for me, doing a lot, even being around other people that have shit going on, whatever shit it is, those energies, it will overly stimulate me to the point of no return. And I have to take a break to tap it, to tap back in to make sure I'm good. So I'm speaking for all of us, actually. Not even if we all have true, indeed, hardcore mental disorders. But anxiety, the need to sit your ass down and reevaluate and take a breath. That's real amongst all of us, just as a given. You know, single parents, that's a given. If you work in a toxic um, work environment, it's a given. You are depleted when you get up out of there every day. So yeah, tap in, check in on your mental health, take a break. You know, if at the end of the day, you need a glass of wine or if you need to... um, go into complete solitude and pray and listen to gospel, whatever is therapeutic for you, baby, you need to tap into it. Because like I said, 
mental health affects all of us, honestly. Just not in the way that it affects those that are severely, um, that are severely down with it, you know, but anxiety that, that right there, I think a big chunk of us are dealing with that for whatever reason. Like I said, people could be newly divorced. They may have postpartum depression, you know, from recently having a baby. Some people's postpartum depression goes a long time. It just depends on if you have support at home. I I do know that it really hits hard when you're a single parent, you know, but some people could have a healthy marriage, a healthy household and still have postpartum depression. Um, But us ladies, we take on a lot day to day. We are the, um, we are the, we are the empaths of the household. The man is the provider that goes out and does what he's supposed to do to provide for his family. He's the protector of the family, but we are the ones that keep everything going, such as um, nourishing our families, our husbands and children with the emotional capacity that they need after fighting the world all day. We're the nurturers that Make sure there's food cooked. Make sure we're, we're asking everybody, how was your day? Making sure to go around the table and just say, is anything needed of me? Do you need hugs? Do you need kisses? Do you need, you know, mom is like a big band-aid that wraps around everybody to make it all right. You know what I'm saying? And men because you all take on the weight of the world so that we won't have to. I didn't say we don't have to because we still do, you know, at a point or another. But really, for real, you all take all the blows so they won't reach us. And you all have got to tap into your mental health, too, because it gets tough for you, too. You know what I'm saying? Anxiety hits you, too. The need to just sometimes crawl into a damn ball, even if you do it while your entire house is asleep, you need to have that release. Whatever it takes for you as a man to um, sit down, evaluate, and just release everything that you have dealt with all day, all week, all year, you also need the opportunity to be vulnerable and tap in to your mental. It's so vital, y'all. That episode I did with KD Supreme, Protect Your Energy. Listen to that episode because that ties into your mental health too so much. It ties into your mental health. Basically, the whole movement ties into your mental health. Protecting your energy, you know, That's even from toxicity, toxic ass environments, people, all of that. So listen to that episode again. And for those that have not listened to the mental health, uh, I'm sorry, the men's emotional health episode that I did with my husband about men's vulnerability, all that ties into mental health, you know, um, Take a listen. Listen to it again and again. But I definitely want you to all be safe. 
be conscious of changes around you and changes within yourself because we all need to stay healthy for somebody. We all have kids. Even when they grow up and move out of the house, we still have to be mentally available because they still need us. Eventually, we're going to be grandparents. Somebody's still going to need us to be whole. We need to be whole for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So take a listen to those two episodes and even listen to this one again. If it's therapeutic for you, which I hope it is, make sure that you share. Make sure that you are following me. Um, Now, I, I just created my YouTube channel. Um, My podcast can be found on YouTube Music, Google Podcast, as you see here, Spotify. I'm on Apple. I'm on iHeart Podcast. Like, I'm trying to reach a lot of people with my podcast because I feel like what I say um, is very identifiable for a lot of people. I feel like my episodes are hella real when it comes to a lot of my topics and I don't want to be anybody else. I don't want my show to be like everybody else's. I don't want my marketing of my podcast to be like everybody else's because I'm me, you know, I'm me and my fan base and my teacups, they're going to follow, they're going to listen and they're going to share. It's going to touch them. It's going to reach them. I do have an audience out there, you know, It may not be as big yet, but it will be. And my whole thing is not about quantity. It's about quality. So, like I said, make sure that you're following. Make sure that you're listening. Um, You can also follow my Instagram, my Tea with Tish podcast. But you can also follow my Tisha's Tea Shop page where that's where all the videos are going to be loaded. Any tea talks that I do live that's where those will be loaded so make sure that you tap in and keep up because this year we're gonna have some good ones we're gonna have some you know some serious ones we're gonna have it all and like I said at the end of the day I'm authentic I can only be me I don't want to be nobody else I don't want my show like anybody else's so you may get some comedy from me You may get something raw and uncut from me. It just depends on the day and the need, you know. So continue to tap in. I will be um, recording my episode later, my tea talk with my boo, Lachey Mitchell. And I've talked about her several times. Um, She is the 2024 Kansas City Fashion Week designer. Love her. So I'll definitely be posting that episode later on today. Um, but again, seriously though, tap into your mental health, stay safe. I love you. Make sure that you keep enough room in your teacups for new tea and I will definitely holler at you. Bye.